How's it going? Outstanding. How you doing? Good. Uh, we um, relocated from New York to my parents' house in Ohio um, about two weeks ago. Um, so it's been two weeks and we're, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, paint me a picture of your of your current life right now. And I mean, how is it? Obviously, it's different geographically, but but I assume everything's different right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're fortunate because we were homeschooling before all this. So the homeschooling piece has been, I would like to say seamless, but maybe not entirely because, um, you know, emotions are running high, lots of stress behaviors from the kids and the adults. So I think everyone's just kind of a little bit heightened and my husband's working from home too. So I get to share office space with him. Which is, mm. is fun, but he um, is on the phone all day long, so I don't really get a whole lot of peace. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're in the same room and, and the talking is going on, but it's not talking with you or yes. even to you. Exactly, exactly. Lots of Zooming. So, mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hearing so much about, about Zoom and I'm, I'm yet to use it uh, for any of this. I, I, I'm not intentionally like boycotting. I just, I, I've had a, a rule for a long time to never do Skype calls. And I mean, Zoom's effectively the same, same thing. thing yeah it just because the, the the technical difficulties are so uh i don't know the, i feel like the two things happen to me one is anytime i'm required to get on one of those types of calls i spend 30 minutes trying to iron out the the errors and then also i feel like i spend half of my time in my email inbox simply unsubscribing from things i didn't know i was subscribed to in in the first place yeah. Well, you know, I actually had a lot of issues with the Zencaster. I used it for a while and had a lot of um, audio quality issues. Have you not had any of that? No, it's been truly uh, a dream for me every time that, that we've used it. I mean, I like it because it records natively on, on both sides. Yeah. And, and that way we can we can capture conversations like this. But I, I was hoping to, to talk to you about, um, well, since you were... You, your whole thing is families and, and, and simple living with respect to, to families. I, I was wondering if um, you've noticed any, any sort of downsides for families from the quarantine. And also, uh, maybe maybe we can also talk about how this might improve familial relationships. And that could be with kids, but it could be with extended family as well. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's go for it. All right. So I've been seeing huge impacts on parents and on families, I think primarily because a lot of parents are being asked to wear a lot of hats. They're parents and teachers and employees. And I think as parents, we want to get all those things right. And it's not physically or emotionally possible to be giving it our all when we're trying to do three plus jobs at any given time. So I'm seeing a lot of a lot of my audience reaching out to me saying that they are feeling inadequate and they feel like they're just not enough, which I think is natural because we're being asked to do something that is sort of out of the typical range of human capacity. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I've noticed that with, with me, and I, I'm strangely thriving right now because I've set up a, a life that has been, I don't know, almost quasi-quarantined. I never thought of it this way, but um, f- for the longest time, I, I've I've had a, a life that is very um, introverted and, and alone for the last decade. And the only reason I did that, it was almost like this this pendulum swinging to the other side. It was a reaction to my my previous corporate life where I was forced to be this this, uh, 
extrovert who, who, who I wasn't. And so I was constantly drained from that. And I, I kind of learned my lesson. And now I, I think what we're learning is if, if the, the expectation is for us to be full-time employees, um, and by the way, maintaining a job is incredibly difficult right now. You know, my, my, uh, I'm thinking of my brother who works in a factory there in Ohio where, where you are right now. And, um, yeah, he just got his, his whole factory shut down and you know, they, they build cabinets. And so like, it's just, they're shut down. They don't know for how long he had to go get a job at an Amazon fulfillment center. Um, which, you know, that, that creates all kinds of worries. His wife got laid off. They have a newborn kid. And, and, and so I, you know, we're lucky just to be able to, to, um, work at a time like this, but still, it doesn't mean that the life is without, without stress. We, we are supposed to be full-time employees, full-time, uh, parents, um, and, and then also full-time you know, spouses or significant others. And we're being pulled in all, all these different directions. And no wonder we're feeling an immense amount of anxiety and stress right now. Yeah. And I keep thinking back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Are you familiar mm. with that, Joshua? Oh, yeah. 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 Because I think that many of us, especially a lot of the people listening to this, I'm sure, are privileged to be able to be functioning on one of those higher levels where their safety needs and their food and their water and their rest needs are met. And they're able to focus on those higher level things like feelings of accomplishment and intimate relationships and friends. And I think that this crisis has really brought us back to the basic needs, to lacking safety and security, which I think for a lot of us, I know for me, I don't know that I've ever really lacked those things. And it's scary. And it's scary for us as adults. It's scary for our kids. They see the way that we are reacting to the stressors in the world. So I think that shift has been really dramatic and really sudden to go from this place of safety and security to feeling um, to feeling at risk. You know, I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get back to normal, whatever that is. You know, we're not gonna go back to, to November 2019, is what I've been telling people. But I, I do think there will be some sort of new normal, right? And I'm wondering what your perspective is on um, this pandemic, how it might change families going forward, you know, for the better or for the worse, or, or what what changes do do you see sort of on the horizon? Yeah, well, I think that so many families are going to see that they can survive with a lot less, especially when it comes to their calendars. Mm. I think that a lot of parents cutting back on extracurricular acti activities right now are going to see the changes in their pocketbooks and see the value of rest in their children. So I do think that families are going to start to see some of the benefits of living a simpler life. But I do think it could be a slippery slope for many to fall right back into as well. But I think that a lot of people are getting a bit of a taste right now. I know that our local nature preserves shut down weeks ago and it was because of overcrowding. And I kind of made a joke that like it seems like a, a news title from The Onion, like 4,000 acre nature <laughs> preserve shuts down due to overcrowding of families with children. <laughs> you know, it just seems kind of unreal that people right. are turning to the outdoors and turning to simpler things to occupy themselves like puzzles like you know the puzzles are selling out everywhere so i do feel like we are in many ways getting back to the basics and i think that even if it doesn't stay like this i think bits and pieces are going to stick around and we're going to start to recognize the value of that more at least i'm hopeful 
Well, you homeschool your kids. Are you, do you find you're using this time differently now? I mean, obviously, the homeschooling probably isn't appreciably different, but you mentioned puzzles and, and getting back to basics. Do you find yourself using the time differently, even though we, we still have the same 24 hours in a day? Has there been a, a renewed sense of, of urgency around certain things that maybe um, weren't as uh, prioritized previously? Yeah, you know, in many ways, it's been kind of a relief for me because the aspects of homeschooling that really kind of drag me down are the community building aspects, really trying to create a community for my kids to have consistent exposure to peers all the time. And that is, for me, the hardest part. So I have I don't have that pressure now, <laughs> right? Like we're just mm. staying home with each other. So that feels like a relief in many ways. And I'm starting to see that maybe I didn't need to be working so darn hard at creating that community for my kids and that our family and just being locally with the people that are the most important to us, that there is value in that. And my kids can actually survive and thrive a lot better than I expected. There are a lot of people who are homeschooling their kids for the very first time. Do you you have any sort of best practices that that, come to come to mind right away for, for those folks? Yeah, I see a lot of people calling it crisis schooling. And I think that's a really good oh. distinction to make because kids can't learn when they're stressed. Their brains are unable to process the new information when they're being pushed into things, when they're being when they're feeling stressed out. So when we are trying to check a lot of boxes and get a lot of things done at the end of the day, we can't expect that our kids are going to be able to process all that stuff in particular if they're feeling a lot of pressure from us and we feel the pressure coming down from the schools and the schools feel the pressure coming down from the administrators and it's just passed down really from one level to the next and it ends up on our kids. And I think that we have to be willing to reach out to the school if our kids are feeling overwhelmed and say, you know what, like at the end of the day, checking all these boxes is not doing anyone any favors. My child's not learning and not retaining this information. Right now, we have to focus on emotional and mental well-being, not necessarily on academics because yeah. it's just it, you can't be doing both right now. Oh, it's so difficult for me because I am I am in many ways. My OCD, I, I, I legitimately have OCD. I, I it, I'm in many ways a completist. So the, the checking of the box thing certainly resonates with me. It's like, yeah, I'm going to force you to do this homework or I'm, I'm going to force myself to you know, respond to every email or whatever it might be. Whereas that's not the most helpful thing most of the time, actually. Being, you know, life is, is so incomplete and open-ended. And, and um, I think if we can find the calm within the, the incomplete uh, nature of, of whatever we're doing, we realize it's okay that, that I don't have to complete every task for, for me myself to be complete. I think we're, we're in a better space. Now, th- that's one thing I struggle with. Are, are there anything, uh, is there anything that, that you've been struggling with now during this, this whole quarantine situation? Yeah, I think productivity. I'm definitely not as productive right now because I think that I'm really focusing a lot on the mental and emotional well-being of my family and not as much on getting work done and getting academic work done for my kids, that sort of thing. And that I, because productivity is so deeply tied up to my feelings of self-worth, I think I, those that's always constantly arising within me. And there's a lot of self-talk going on, reminding myself that it's okay. This is a time of crisis. You got to focus on what's the most important thing, the getting those basic needs met and the higher level psychological needs and the relationship needs will come with time. But right now you got to stay focused on 
what's most important. And for some people, that is the job, you know, the job that puts the food on the table and the job that pays for the roof over the head. So if you need to focus on those things and put the emotional needs aside, then you've got to do what you need to do for your family. Do you feel like you've learned anything unexpected during during this whole thing? I am surprised by how well my kids are doing at home. They had literally haven't left, left the house in a month. Today is one month since we've been quarantining and it's been a month and they have not left the house. I mean, now we're, we're spending time at my parents' house, but they've been in the same vicinity and not done anything social and they're okay. And mm. that, I guess that, because I think a lot of parents put a huge emphasis on the importance of socialization and on playdates. And I do think all those things are important, but I also am surprised on how little they can thrive on um, when they don't have those things. I think that's a great way to end it. Danae, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you.